0: Hey guys. So about a year ago, our daughter decided that she wanted to be a vegetarian. We're completely fine with that, doesn't bother us a bit. That's something she wants to do, a decision she made for herself. We are more than happy to support her in that journey. Problem is, finding good food for her to eat can really be a pain. You have the same types of tofu, same types of vegetables. She can only have salad so many times before she's sick and tired of it. Well, that brings me to Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste, just globally inspired, restaurant-quality, plant-based meals that my daughter will love probably more than the brick of tofu I give her when we can't think of anything else to feed. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30 30 for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. I got Well, we're back. Let's we put our apologies out there for missing Monday's show. Had, you know, shit happens. Status
1: migraine. Yeah, sometimes you have to take uh, some time off.
0: Yeah, which we had planned on taking some time off after the Charles Dickens series anyway. Still do, except not, instead of a two-week off, we're probably just going to take a week off. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Just, just kind of a, a reset, start the new year, take a week from everything and just kind of relax a little bit it is you know a holiday week that'd be nice to not have to worry so much i should have been getting a lot of work done these past few days since we weren't doing anything but i just been sitting on the couch i, I come home from, from work i get myself some dinner i sit on the couch with my wife and we watch the great british baking show
1: <laughs> yeah because my mind hasn't been aware enough to concentrate on any of our other shows because you know, with yeah. a migraine, you can't really focus on anything. Yeah,
0: his, uh, his dark material is probably the best thing to watch when you got a migraine. No. Because you have to kind of be into it. Yeah. And it's really hard to be. And great, great British baking show is just fucking, it's great anyway. Yes. It's, it's an awesome show. And it's one of the best shows to just turn on and sit back and just fucking relax. You don't have to think too much. Cause... And last
1: night he made fun of me because I was like, ooh, those tarts look lovely.
0: They're <laughs> yes, her, her British. Is showing.
1: I'm I'm over fifty percent Irish and British. And, I know. I'm aware. Uh, well, our listeners aren't. Yeah, they
0: are. We've you mentioned it before.
1: Well, I'd say the <laughs> Irish times. part, but not the English part.
0: Well, on like ancestry and twenty three and me, it comes up as Irish and English. So it's all from the same area, so it's really hard to kind of discern between all those. I would imagine. They need kind of a bigger database to really nail down.
1: So. Anytime I watch a British show or I, I, I love Dairy Girls and I, I love the British shows and the Irish shows, but Dairy Girls is my, my show. And after the first season, I was, was going around, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. It's like saying it the way they did. And then it's, it's a fuck, fuck you, fuck
0: you, fuck you. <laughs>
1: And I, I just I pick up on cul-
0: colloquialisms. Yes, yeah.
1: very easily. And I think it's because of all the foreign languages I've studied. And I, I just I, I can pick up foreign languages pretty easily and accents. And as long as I hear it, I can, I can duplicate it. And it's the same thing when I'm around my family up north. My, my Chicago area accent comes out, and you hear it more when I'm up north. Or when I get off the phone with my family. Uh-huh. And then after a while, it goes away.
0: I've heard your southern accent, too, which you do not like.
1: That only <laughs> comes out when I'm angry. <laughs> I I try so hard to suppress that.
0: Yeah. It doesn't bother me.
1: I know, because you think it's cute. It is
0: kind of, sometimes. It's not, it's, I wouldn't want it all the time. No. But every once now. in a while, i just kind of peeking out. I think it's cute. Do you have anything tonight?
1: Uh, There are three books coming out in the next couple of months that I want. Okay. Um, I've spoken about them before, but since they're getting closer to their release date, I want them. And I'm going to keep reminding you that I want them. Okay. A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Moss. Uh It is book number four of the Court of Thorns and Roses series. Uh To continue on with Rysand and Feyre. One of my book boyfriends. And then The Desolations of Devil's Acre. The Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Uh Next book. Uh, Well, first, uh, A Court of Silver Flames comes out February 16th. So that's really, really close. Okay. You know, just a little over a month away.
0: So a Valentine's Day present? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair.
1: And then The Desolations of Devil's Acre comes out February 23rd
0: so another valentines day present. Yeah. Okay, that's fair.
1: And then um the last one is uh Chain of Iron, uh which is the second book of the Last Hour series. It's still a continuation of the Shadow Hunters series type. It's okay. part of the Shadow Hunters world. Um I have Chain of Gold, I think it is. That's the one I got autographed by Cassandra Clare.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, we had the picture up.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is the second book. This is going to be released on March 2nd. So, you know, still towards the end of February, beginning of March. Um, so I'd like that to go with the first book, even though I haven't read it yet. <laughs> but you know, I like how, I like to keep my books and series together. Yeah. If I have one book of a series, I have to have the rest of them.
0: I'm aware.
1: Because otherwise they just feel naked. It just it it looks naked, and I'm like, okay, well, you have a partner, but where where is your partner? I have to get you your partner. You can't be alone in the bookcase. You have to have your partner. No,
0: because if it's shit, it doesn't need anything.
1: Well, I liked all her other books, so okay, this well, one's not going to be that's shit. Fine,
0: but you always talk about how you like to have full series of shit, but if if the series is shit, there's no point in. If if you get the first book and the first book's fucking horrible, there's no point in getting the second book just so you can fill out the series.
1: If it's by an author that I know is good, like Dorinda Jones, I don't even need to read any more of her books to know I want them all. If it's Cassandra Clare, I don't need to read any more of her books to know I want them all. Lauren Kate, um, Rick Ritterin, Ransom Riggs. So on and so forth. There are so many authors. Just give me all of their books. I want them all. Madeline Rowe, give me all of her books. Natasha Preston, give me all of her books. Okay? Sure. Sarah J. Moss.
0: Okay, I get it. All right. All right. All right. Uh, well, before we go, I want to uh, throw a big shout out to Joe Pappalardo and... Um, St. Martin's Press for sending us a copy of Inferno that we talked about last week on the show, our nonfiction book of the week last week, uh, told us, "Hey, give me your give me your info, and I'll send you one." And we did. And a couple days later, boom, there it is. So I got to get a picture and, and post it on uh, Twitter and Instagram and give him a big give them a big thank you. But uh, yeah, we were pretty uh pretty amazed. Just out of nowhere, him offering to send us the book. So. You want free shit? Start a podcast and promote people. Maybe they'll send you some free shit. I mean, that's not how it works, but... Apparently it is, because that's what we did. We started a podcast months ago, put out 50-some-odd episodes, and eventually somebody sent us
1: something. Yeah, I suppose. So
0: it works. It just takes some time. time. All right, so let's get into it. We have a little bit of news. Um, I got this from uh, Richard Lee and C.N. Kane at The Guardian. But most of you know, uh, John Le who forged thrillers from equal parts of adventure, moral courage, and literary flair, has died at the age of 89. Now, Le explored the gap between the West high-flown rhetoric of freedom and the gritty reality of defending it in novels such as The Spy Who Came In From the Cold, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and The Night Manager, which gained him critical acclaim and made him a bestseller around the world. On Sunday, his family confirmed that he had died of pneumonia at the Royal Cornwall Hospital on Saturday night. His long-term agent, Johnny Geller, described him as an, quote, undisputed giant of English literature. He defined the Cold War era and fearlessly spoke truth to power in the decade that followed. I have lost a mentor, an inspiration, and most importantly, a friend. We will not see his like again. His peers lined up to pay tribute. Stephen King wrote, This terrible year has claimed the literary giant and a humanitarian spirit. And Robert Harris said the news had left him, quote, Very distressed, one of the great post-war British novelists, and an unforgettable, unique character. Born as David Cornwall in 1931, Le Car began working for the Secret Services while studying German in Switzerland at the end of the 1940s. After teaching at Eton, he joined the British Foreign Service as an intelligence officer, recruiting, running, and looking for spies behind the Iron Curtain from a back office at the MI5 building on London's Curzon Street. Inspired by his MI5 colleague, the novelist John Bingham, he began publishing thrillers under the pseudonym of John Le Carr, despite his publisher's advice that he opt for two Anglo-Saxon monosyllables, such as Chunk Smith. (laughs) Now, after decades of being painted as a shadowy, mysterious figure, mainly for his uninterest in publicity or joining the festival circuit, Lacar surprised the world in 2016 by releasing a memoir, The Pigeon Tunnel. Detailing his fractured relationship with an abusive conman father and a lonely upbringing after his mother abandoned him at age five, Lacar detailed the strange life of a spy-turned-author being asked to lunches by Margaret Thatcher and Rupert Murdoch, having spent four decades living in Cornwall, married twice and raised four sons, including Nicholas, who would write novels himself under the name Nick Harkaway. Lacar conceded, quote, "I have been neither a model husband nor a model father, and I am not interested in appearing that way." So Sunday morning, they told everybody that he had he had passed, and uh, there was a pretty big outcry, of, you know, about. People were going to miss him. That he was—he was a you know humanitarian. He was a good guy, great writer. So,
1: the world always suffers when they lose a writer.
0: Yeah, but begs the question: So, military funerals, you get like a ten-gun salute or whatever. For wrestlers, you get the ten bell. For authors, do you just like turn ten pages loudly? (sighs) And then, if it's you turn ten pages, do you? I technically only turn five since they're double sided. Hey, don't be a dick. <laughs> I use humor in... In um, in place of sadness. Uh, sure. In inappropriate times.
1: And by the way, this is our weekday cliff notes.
0: They know. It's on the picture. And I am Stephanie. TV. I'm Kevin. Okay, let's get to it. Our four books of the week. And let's see how many new free books we can get.
1: Or how many books that my husband can get me just because he loves me and he doesn't have to wait until a
0: holiday. Uh, You know, eh. so our fiction book <laughs> is Take It Back by Kia Abdullah. One victim, four accused, who's telling the truth. Zara Khalil, one of London's brightest legal minds, shattered the expectations placed on her by her family and forged a brilliant legal career. But her decisions came at a high cost, and now, battling her own demons, she has exchanged her high-profile career for a job at a sexual assault center, helping victims who need her the most. Victims like Jody Wolfe. When Jody, a 16-year-old girl with facial deformities, accuses four boys in her class of an unthinkable crime, the community is torn apart. After all, these four teenage defendants are from hard-working immigrant families, and they all have proven alibis. Even Jody's best friend doesn't believe her. But Zara does, and she is determined to fight for Jody to find the truth in the face of public outcry. And an issue of sex, race, and social justice collide. The most explosive criminal trial of the year builds to a shocking conclusion. From St. Martin's Press, December 2020, 304 pages very interesting courtroom drama yeah which you are into yeah especially the sex crimes
1: yeah because i watch a lot of svu <laughs> tell you what you put um,
0: you put uh christopher maloney in there and all about it
1: <laughs> mariska hargitay <Mar-te>, uh-huh <laughs> yeah yep. some ice ice tea ice tea <laughs>
0: <laughs> just stand in the stand in the corner wondering you do that to little girls? <laughs> <laughs> I would read it, though. I would. I, I know you would. Most of the books that I pick are books that you would read. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's it really, you're only
1: hurting your own pocket. Babe. Because
0: if I put a book in here that you don't give a shit about, I'm not going to get anything back from you. So I got to put books in here that you would give a shit about so I get a good reaction. No,
1: because even if I wouldn't buy it, I'd still hype it up so yes, others but.
0: would buy it. But, I don't know, it, seem, it seemed neat. Uh, we don't get a lot of courtroom books on here. So I threw this one on, and I I, I want to see what the shocking conclusion is. Just, I do, too. Just putting that in there. Because
1: I've got some ideas
0: for Because I'm fucking dullable, and, and I'm an easy catch, I guess. So you just throw shocking conclusion. It's like, well, fuck, now I got to know. I've got ideas.
1: See, I like to predict the end of the book before the end of the book comes. I know you do. And I like to see if I'm right.
0: Now, our nonfiction book, I I told you before we came out here to record that this was a book that I wouldn't normally have on here because I personally, I have my own feelings about this type of stuff. I personally don't believe in any of this, but I know that you kind of do. You have... uh, when it comes to the supernatural, you have a much more open mind than I do. I'm yes, more, I do. I'm more of a grounded realist that I, if I can't see it and feel it I, it, it, I don't really believe in it. And you have this whole magic is real outlook on Believe in
1: magic, you muggle.
0: Okay. So our nonfiction book this week is The Joy of Hex, Modern Spells Without All the Bullshit by Nina Khan. Calling all witches and badass bitches, it's time to shake what the divine goddesses gave you and live a life of bold intentions, powerful magic, and supernatural fun. Whether you're a baby witch, an experienced witch, or somewhere in between, this kick-ass collection of rituals and spells will inspire and invigorate your personal practice. Channel the mystical energies within and around you as you learn to manifest your dreams and open doors to exciting new possibilities. No matter what it is you are after, money, love, friendship, or inner peace, the joy of Hex has you covered. Inside you'll find more than 35 rituals and spells to help you live your best life. The lowdown on witchy tools like crystals, wands, athames, altars, oils, herbs, and more. Positivity and empowerment as you learn to trust yourself and use your intuition. Mystical and magical rituals that soothe the soul and make life sparkle. A path to conquering the goals that matter most to you. A chance to connect to Earth's natural cycles like the goddess you are. Unleash a glitter bomb of feminine power into the world and make happy happen. With Nina Kahn's The Joy of Hex, The Friendly User's Guide to the Best Spells in the Cosmos. From Castle Point Books, December 2020, 192 pages.
1: See, I I do want that. (laughs) No, I, I,
0: I figured you would
1: for Christmas the past few years I've been asking for one specific thing tarot cards exactly yes when I was 17 I had a bunch of witch books I had my I had like two tarot decks one was specifically given to me by one of my friends and I bought my own at a store and I left my stuff up here when I first moved down to Florida and then my egg donor said she burned all that shit because it was bringing negative energy into the house.
0: My mom I, would have too. I was
1: like, bitch, you fucking read tarot cards when we were kids. You did the same shit. She wasn't like all witchy and stuff, and she didn't have the magic spells, but she she believed in the power of the crystal. You know, she always had crystals hanging and mm-hmm. shit. And I'm like... I, I was part of a coven and you know we did the whole prick of the blood and putting it in wine and sure. everything. And we called on goddesses and whatnot. Jesus
0: Christ. What? <laughs> no.
1: I was seventeen. Okay. Or yeah, I was seventeen. No. And you know, I I tried doing spells and it w- it was invigorating all right and i i wish i still had all my my spell books and my my candles and my ribbons and well, shit well
0: that's the one big spell book i can if if you want a spell book there you go
1: i do i i wish i had all my other ones too and you know i'm just now starting to get back into that stuff cuz the seeing all that stuff again on like blackcraft cults mm-hmm. and It just, it's reminding me of who I was at that time and the chaos that was within my mind, you know, the church versus who I was inside the battle. And that's still kind of who I am inside right now. So it's, it's kind of like bringing me back to that time and it's, it's, I like it.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, if you're happy, I'm happy. That's all that matters to me. I have no problem with you getting the book. I'm a moon child. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, am that. Just that type of stuff. I think I think it's neat, but I don't tech. I don't believe in it. Like I don't believe any of that's like hexes and, and spells and uh, curses and all that shit. Like, you know, I I think a lot of that is. A psychosomatic type thing like if you tell somebody they're cursed and if they believe that type of stuff then they're gonna feel it and things are gonna just happen to them because they're just gonna, they're gonna think that they're happening to them but and i it, that I was, that is the case maybe but i don't believe like if you if you're if a gypsy was to come up to me and tell me that they cursed me okay yeah go fuck off i wouldn't believe it for a second even if weird shit started happening, i'd still it's just weird shit weird shit literally happens Every day. I'm not going to attribute it to that. I just don't believe in that shit.
1: But magic is real.
0: (laughs) Again, probably not. The
1: supernatural (laughs) does exist. It's just whether you open yourself up to it or not is whether or not you'll see it.
0: I don't open myself up for anything. I am a closed book. Not to me. Not to you, but married you.
1: Exactly. There's a
0: difference. I'm closed off to the world. There you go. Including all of its... Magic.
1: There's magic in science. Uh, no. Science is magic.
0: No. Science explains magic. No, magic is what is going on until science explains what is happening. Everything's magical until science explains what it is. The sun rising in the morning and setting in the evening was magic until science explained what the fuck was going on.
1: But it's still magic.
0: It's not magic. It's only—it's magic until science explains what it is. Then it's not magic anymore. It's just science.
1: But it's still magic. It's not magic. It's magical. It's not supernatural.
0: It's, it's, it is literally physics.
1: Somebody else tell my husband to shut the fuck up.
0: Feel free to email us or tweet us <laughs> and tell me to shut the fuck up. I'm fine with it.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Ladies, you know that man in your life with the big, beautiful beard? Or the one trying to grow a beard, even if it's just a little stubble? Well, what you might not know is that the skin underneath all that face fur can get dried out and super itchy, causing scratching that leads to flaking, and if there's anything worse than head dandruff, it's beard dandruff. That's why we've teamed up with thebeardstruggle.com. They know what goes into having a big, glorious beard, hence the name, and they've created some of the best products on the market to help the man in your life tame those majestic chin locks and soothe the skin underneath. Be it the day and night oils, which keep the beard soft and the skin moisturized, and they smell great by the way, or the beard straightener that calms those extra curly face hairs and makes that beard look fuller and healthier. Kevin uses these products and his beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better, than. I, I really enjoy playing with the beard now. Thebeardstruggle.com uses 100% all natural ingredients. They never test on animals and have a 90 day money back guarantee. All you have to do is go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on the link in the show notes. And don't forget to use our exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, for 15% off at checkout. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now.
0: Alright, next book. Okay. Well speaking of witches, our kids' book is A Wolf for a Spell by Kara Sutton and illustrated by Paulina Hanunemi.
1: There you go. All right.
0: And excuse me if, if I if we pronounce that wrong, please tweet us and tell us that we pronounce it wrong. I do apologize. She doesn't even go by that on like a Twitter. She takes the two names and puts them together and shortens them. So but I wanted to give her credit. Now since she was a pup, Zima has been taught to fear humans, especially witches. But when her family is threatened, she has no choice but to seek help from the witch Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga never does magic for free, but it just so happens that she needs a wolf's keen nose for a secret plan she's brewing. Before Zima knows what's happening, the witch has cast a, a switching spell and run off into the woods, while Zima is left behind in Baba Yaga's hut and Baba Yaga's body. If you haven't figured it out yet, Zima is a wolf. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure everybody knows. That was obvious. Okay. Now, meanwhile, a young village girl named Nadia is also seeking the witch's help. And when she meets Zima in Baba Yaga form, they discover that they face a common enemy. With danger closing in, Zima must unite the wolves, the witches, and the villagers against an evil that threatens them all. Kara Sutton has crafted a vivid and rock-rolling adventure that proves a wolf doesn't have to be big or bad to win the day. From Alfred A. Knopf Books for Young Readers, December 2020, 320 pages, ages 8 to 12. So it's a bigger book for the younger readers, which is nice. Gives, yeah, I think... Gives them some help. I, there was an ex- excerpt in, if you go to her webpage, uh, there is an excerpt from it, and it is fairly big-type. And the um, sentences kind of are broken and sp- split apart a little bit. So that probably adds to the amount of pages. And there's a lot of illustration, I'm sure. So that adds to it. But it's still, it's a bigger book for kids, which, you know, get them get reading bigger books now. So they'll read bigger books when they get older.
1: Yeah, kids should be reading chapter books by first grade, even kindergarten, if possible. Yeah.
0: But it caught my, it's a, it's a a it's a beautiful cover. Uh, kind of the the town up top, and it kind of forms into a wolf at the bottom, a wolf's head at the bottom. It, it's 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 a beautiful cover. So, uh, if your kids are into you know witches and wolves and all that type of stuff, yeah, they then... used to
1: say never judge a book by the cover, but nowadays it's you have to have an interesting cover to yeah, grab really the attention. Do.
0: Yeah, uh, that flight attendant. I was just listening to uh, the Conan O'Brien podcast. Conan needs a friend, and he had Kay- Kaylee Quoco on there. And she has that new show, The Flight Attendant. And that was a book first. And she didn't read the book until after that she bought the rights to the book. Just because she saw the flight to the girl on the front of the cover, it looked like her. So she goes, I'm going to buy the rights to the book and make that into a TV show. But first she had to get her attorney to make sure that Reese Witherspoon hadn't already bought the rights. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So yes, uh, nowadays... I mean, like, back with, like, Mary Wollstonecraft and, and Dickens. When I mean, there weren't really well, not anything even with on Dickens. the cover. Like Mary Wollstonecraft, you look at all the covers and they're just plain with the typing on it because illustrations then had to be done with blocks and all that stuff. And even, even the illustrations that were good back then were still kind of shitty. So, you know, you putting some time into your cover nowadays. It does go a long way. It, it The same thing with podcasts. We need to get our logo redone. I fucking hate it. But... It, Really, you look at the most popular ones, they have a logo that just kind of spots out at you. And you can see it from a mile away. Full of color, and people eat with their eyes first. So, just wait a awesome. Okay, so our YA novel of the week is The Cousins by Karen M. McManus. Millie, Aubrey, and Jonas Story are cousins, but they barely know each other. And they've never even met their grandmother. Rich and reclusive, she disinherited their parents before they were born. So, when they each receive a letter inviting them to work at her island resort for the summer, they're surprised and curious. Their parents are all clear on one point. Not going is not an option. This could be the opportunity to get back into grandmother's good graces, but when the cousins arrive on the island, it's immediately clear that she has different plans for them. And the longer they stay the more they realize how mysterious and dark their family past is. The entire story family has secrets. Whatever pulled them apart years ago isn't over. And this summer, the cousins will learn everything from Random House Children's Books, December 2020, 336 pages, ages 14 and up.
1: Sounds kind of interesting. (laughs) I mean, because... What family doesn't have secrets?
0: Um... I mean, I don't know what secrets my family has. They're a boring family.
1: Every family has secrets because, I mean, other than I think my family, everybody's family talks shit about each other behind their backs.
0: That's not really a secret. Those are th- that I don't think that's the type of secrets they're talking about. Just talking shit behind. I mean, if you're gonna make a whole book about secrets, it's got to be more than shit talk.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but it's I mean, be like
0: murder or theft or extortion. Nazi well, I mean, old. there's
1: I like on my egg donor side of the family, there were lots of secrets that didn't come out until after people had died, like how yeah,
0: your mom took some to the grave with her, or to the helm. yeah, like
1: I <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the crematorium, crematorium. <laughs> um, right next to Bob's Burgers.
1: I have an aunt, and uncle I ha- I knew nothing about. I have cousins. I
0: just met i mean i got a lot of relatives that i don't know but that's mostly because i have a gigantic family and they just kind of spread out after you know after my great great grandparents got here from germany all you know 100 of them they all just kind of spread out so i got family all over the place i don't know about
1: no but but these are first cousins like cousins i I should have grown up
0: with that are that i don't know
1: um you know that i i'm Thirty-four, and I just found thirty-four. Shut the fuck up, asshole. (laughs) But you know stuff like that, and then realizing, you know, or finding out that uh, my supposed biological father was Robert Palmer, the singer of uh, God. What was that song? I don't.
0: I don't think that's who your father. No, he's not. But that's.
1: (laughs) I didn't realize she told me his name when I was 18 and then I, I told my my aunt and she's like that's a singer's name and then I looked it up like yeah. last year and I was like oh he's saying uh simply irresistible yeah
0: and addicted to love D- and I- bad case of loving you yeah yeah so
1: apparently I don't that's that my sad. dad
0: I, don't- <laughs> I
1: mean but
0: no, I did offense re- to your, <laughs> no offense to your uh, genetic upbringing, babe, but I don't I don't think your mom was pulling Robert Palmer.
1: No, because I mean, I even did the math just to see. Yeah. He was touring Great Britain and like, let's see, the egg was born in 1964. He was in his been, 40s. It had to have
0: been mid 85. Yeah. And he to was touring in, because you were born in April of the next year. So, yeah, yeah.
1: he was he was touring in Britain where he's from. And he was married at the time.
0: I think, honestly, and I've said this before, I just think your mom was going through uh, a phase. No, my my egg donor was a whore. And... Honestly just I think that she's made it cuz she has no idea who really who he fathered probably. Is. I know, I know. It's just some guy uh, who was probably in the room at the time. Some
1: <laughs> hick from Arkansas. Probably.
0: <laughs> Maybe not. He I mean for all we know he could he could have been from Canada and came down to visit a cousin and next thing you know he's in the middle of a train. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. With your with her who knows. But I mean, you could tell everybody that your mom told you that Robert Palmer was your father and... well that's
1: what she told me <laughs> but i mean i mean there was at one point where she was jokingly telling me that Ricky Martin was my dad <laughs> it's like he's not even old he's enough to old be enough. My dad. <laughs> maybe
0: like... she met Ricky Ricardo <laughs>
1: No, because I mean, it couldn't have be been either, because I have no Latin roots in my DNA
0: no, at I'm all. I tell you. <laughs> oh, well, now that we've <sighs> laughed down that fucking black hole. Uh let's get to our socials.
1: All right. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at openafingbook book, and I am at ECJBAT.
0: I'm young ETM6 on Twitter, Young ETAM on Instagram. No point in look me up because I don't do anything on either one of them. Uh email us at ing book at gmail.com if you want to tell me to shut up, like my wife told you to tell me. Please do. And uh you can email us, tell us if there's any books that you want us to cover, any authors you want us to cover, any authors you want us to do a series on. Honestly, after reading about John Lacar, I'm hoping somebody puts out a biography about him because it seems like he was doing some Ernest Hemingway, well, suspected Ernest. Uh, apparently, there's a there's a chance that Ernest Hemingway was a CIA operative or something, but I don't know how much I believe that. He'd be but
1: an interesting it, it advocate seems like it'd be a Open va- a Fucking
0: Book. It seems like it'd be a very, very interesting story to tell. So if anybody writes a biography about that, I'd certainly be lo- certain Certainly be into looking into that. Certainly, Uh, Stephanie, our Goodreads that we haven't done anything with in too long.
1: Yeah, I haven't even looked at it. Uh, Goodreads.com slash book.
0: I get emails about it all the time, about new authors and everything. I just never go and look, and we really should. I I have the, it's on my phone. It is a pretty, a lot of authors and a lot of book clubs use Goodreads, and we really should update that at some point. Yeah, probably. Maybe during our week off. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Patreon. We have plenty of stickers left. Patreon.com slash open a effing book. Um, bunch of tears to pick from if you want to hear the unedited version of uh, my wife trying to teach me how to say a name. It's pretty interesting for you to hear and laugh at how stupid I am.
1: No, he's not stupid. I he's can't, learning. I, I can't
0: pronounce shit.
1: He never really took any foreign languages, from, so it's... I
0: took... Hey, I failed Spanish, all right? Did you really? Yeah.
1: I didn't know you failed any classes.
0: Yeah, I failed Spanish because I didn't pay attention, because I didn't care.
1: I'm with a man that failed a class? Yeah. Why did you never tell me?
0: I didn't want you to divorce me. And here it is. On the podcast. babe, hey, What? You're a
1: loser. <laughs> we knew that. No.
0: Okay, what's worse, being a loser or marrying one?
1: I did both. Wait, that didn't make any sense. You're not a loser. Okay. I love
0: you. I love you, too. To go to my wife tell you how much I love you, go to my wife's Etsy page at Etsy.com slash shop slash stephanie young art and buy some of her amazing soaps
1: yeah i'm probably gonna take that down they're not selling
0: you just you gotta you just gotta keep pushing
1: no i even like marked all the it's i think the shipping is too high
0: that's a possibility
1: and i even marked the price down so since the shipping is higher than the actual price it's probably not is even. It it. is it the
0: shipping from etsy is usps shipping
1: i think it's usps shipping because Etsy doesn't set up the shipping price. Because I put in the the, the dimensions mm-hmm. and the weight. I mean, I'll leave it up for a little while.
0: I mean, I'll just
1: I'll let I'll I
0: don't know. I think we need to talk about the fortune of soap material that we have in our room. If you're not going to sell it anymore, well, no, I'm
1: still going to let your mom take it out to the thing, and okay, I'm going to send some to family. That's for
0: fair. Presents. We'll figure something else. Yeah. to do. Fuck Etsy. Yeah, and fuck Facebook Marketplace, too. Oh, definitely fuck Facebook Marketplace. I've been screwed over so many times on, like, vehicles and shit on that place. That place is. Who's your fucking city?
1: Who's your daddy?
0: We'll figure it out. Uh, come back Monday for our episode two of Charles Fingers Dickens. Fingers are crossed. Oh, we're we're going to get it. I think we're going to get it.
1: Well, I'm it. developing a cold or sinus infection or something, but I'm trying to stay on top of it with Dayquil. And Musinex, and it, I mean, I was kind of running a fever last night, and so far I've kept it under a hundred right now. But I'm stuffy yeah. and I'm hacking, so hopefully I I'm nipping it in the bud and just
0: well with with, with skipping an episode, with skipping a week, it's got to be three episodes, so the third episode might be pretty long. So we'll get the second episode to you Monday, and then a long third, but but. Everybody's been wanting Christmas. You're gonna, you're the second episode. You're gonna get more Christmas than you than you really thought you were gonna get because, contrary to popular belief, Charles Dickens wrote many more than just one Christmas story. Well, yeah, he wrote like one Christmas story a year for several years. So you're gonna get your Christmas on the second episode and on the third episode. You get plenty of Christmas. Uh, Rate and review us wherever you listen. Go to all the apps. Rate, review us, subscribe. It it helps us, uh, puts us on the charts, and helps us know what we're doing right what we're doing wrong. Go to your local library, local bookstore, buy a local, uh, buy a book from a local independent author from a local independent bookstore. Best thing you do to help them out right now. If you can volunteer at your library uh, if they do that type of thing, that's great too. Uh, Look down right below what you're listening to right now just scroll down a little bit as he's pointing and scrolling so everybody knows so (laughs) everybody knows hey you you just said magic is real you don't know Uh, (laughs) look down below everything and you will see our show notes where you will be able to click on the authors and click on the books to get a hold of them if you'd like to And uh, Stephanie, I think that's it. I do too. All right. Well, take care of yourselves, take care of one another. Between now and the time we get to talk to you again, which is hopefully today, do yourself a favor.
1: Go open a fucking book.
0: All right. We'll see you. Bye, guys.